Hello and welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bree. And today is our February Books Club for 2023. And we are joined by a guest reader we have with us, Christina. Christina, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's great to have you. You sent us an email talking about your new introduction to category romance. So you're a fairly new reader to category. So can you give us the uh, the quick version of your your journey to category romance? Yeah, I mean, like most people, I had seen the Harley Quinn books all my life in the bookstores, and my mother used to read them. And it just sort of happened accidentally. I was at a book sale and they had a number of these books available. I picked some up and uh, brought them home and they sat literally for months. And I was in a book slump and I just thought, I'll just pick one of these up and fell in love. It was was one of, um, it was a book by Abby Green and it was, a Cinderella trope. And I thought, this is great. How, <laughs> how did I not know about this? And then frantically started looking for anything I could find about category romance and what that was and, and stumbled on um, Sarah's YouTube channel. And from there, the podcast and, and the rest is history. <laughs> well, we are so glad to have you here as a category romance reader. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm, it's exciting to have somebody to talk to about it who's, you know, as enamored with, uh, with category as um, you two are. Uh, I don't hear a lot about it uh, mm-hmm. in, on the regular, you know, YouTube channels and reviewers. I don't mm-hmm. think there's enough um, talk about these books. So yeah, I, I'm happy to be amongst people who really understand it, certainly understand it more than myself <laughs> and are, you know, love it as much. Yeah. yeah I love that you, your first was an Abby green. Cause my first was an Abby green <laughs> and I was like, Oh, she's good. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hooked on this because <laughs> my first, I didn't realize I was reading Harlequin, but I, my first was a heartwarming. Like I started with heartwarming before oh, I really okay. knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so like once Sarah and I became close friends, like I picked up, you know, intentionally an Abby, like this presents. I was like, okay, I'm going to pick, pick up presents. And I started with Abby Green and I was like, oh, I have read a Harlequin already, but it was totally different than this. <laughs> the heartwarming. Yeah. So. yeah. Abby's so good. She's so good. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She was getting praise sung on our 200th episode recording. I think it was Danny Collins uh, used one of her books as like a, a template when, when writing, um, when trying to, to sell for the first time. So yeah, yeah, Abby's uh, great at, at reeling people in. Yeah, yeah. Well, this month, our theme for Books Club was romantic suspense. So we encouraged people to read from the romantic suspense line or the intrigue line, or if you were doing some throwbacks, there's Bombshell, and there's the Nocturnes that got uh, a little romantic suspense And then... You ha- you had there were some other silhouette ones, uh, Brie, that you you had mentioned. Yeah, I was hoping that I could like find a suspenseful silhouette shadows on my shelf, but 
I didn't actually, and I probably could have just did some more digging, but the the ones that I was like looking at the most felt more horror-ish. So I was like, you know what? We'll save this for another theme, like later on down the line. So, (laughs) but I mean, they also had Harlequin Gothic. So, I mean, you guys could have interpreted this however you (laughs) saw fit. So, and of course, Thule, like Thule and Entangled have lines as well that have like some romantic suspense under them as well. Like Thule, I was thinking one that I wanted to read, um, Heather Novak has a Grim Reaper series that's coming out now. And it's actually like they have audiobooks for those. Um, the heroine's like a Grim Reaper and it's like suspenseful and romantic comedy-ish at the same time. So there's tons out there, I think, in the world of cat- category that has some suspense. Like if intrigue is too much or romantic suspense, the line is if it's too daunting, I think. So I'm excited to see what you two read. Uh, first, I wanted to talk, how do we how do we feel about romantic suspense just general overall? Christina, why don't, why don't you uh, tell us how you feel about the genre? Yeah, interestingly enough, I used, there was a time where it was all I read. Karen Robards, Kat Martin did a few back in the day. Um, Trying to think of the others, but I used to read them a lot and then just stopped reading them. I don't know why. I guess I just moved on to something, to another part of romance, but I've always loved it. It's the, I'm also a huge, you know, action movie fan, James Bond. It's a great combination of getting that, that piece plus the romance. Uh, I really, you know, I appreciate that you guys did this this month because I went back to it after so many years. And as I was reading, I thought, why did I stop reading this particular subgenre? So it's really nice. It felt like coming home to read it again. So did you read a lot of like mysteries growing up or have you just always been like an action movie fan? Yeah, I did. Um, Robert Ludlum, um, all of those um, big thriller, spy thriller, you know, I I read all of them. Um, I read The Bourne Identity long before the the movies came out. So I've always been, you know, I really always loved that part of um, that genre. So... Yeah, when I discovered that you can get a couple plus <laughs> plus <laughs> because you know you know in um the born identity in the books like they don't stay together long like she eventually dies and you're like what? Yes. <laughs> Obviously no happy ending there. Right, right. <laughs> right. And I remember even, you know, I The Walking Dead, it took me a while to get into. And so, you know, everybody was watching and they said, you know, give it a try. And I did. And I liked it. And there was Daryl and Beth. And I thought, oh, this is great. Oh, God, I love Daryl. Yeah. Then they killed Beth. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's over for me. (laughs) And so... I always like I need that romance part. And once you take it out, I sort of lose interest a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is really interesting. <laughs> that, that, that plays into the theory that I have <laughs> about romantic gonna... suspense readers. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have some fun stuff to talk about here. <laughs> well, for oh, myself, boy. I I don't reach for romantic suspense very often. Uh, however, when I do find myself reading an intrigue, I I usually like it, and I've so and then I've read one and a little more than a half 
romantic suspense line books, uh, specifically from Harlequin romantic suspense. And there's just there's something about it that just doesn't doesn't quite catch me as a reader, which is nothing wrong with the line. It's just me as a reader. And and I'm interested to to get into it with you to try and try and decode decode this. How how do you feel about the uh, the genre brie? Well, okay, I have to ask. So, going with my theory, did because I know you're a sci-fi reader. Like, did you read mystery at all growing up too? Like, or what? No, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. like I didn't. Okay, that's that's my theory, guys. So, like, I didn't. You know, I I was a kid in the '90s, so like, I didn't read. Uh, like boxcar children and Nancy Drew, like, you know, I had friends who read it because like their moms passed it down to them, but like I wasn't reading those. Um, the only, I can't remember the name of that show on Nickelodeon, but there was like a little like mystery solver girl and she would write in her composition book. And then I remember they had like the mystery files of Shelby Woo, but those were like the only kind of mystery shows <laughs> that I ever really got into. So I, I think that like if you didn't grow up, really into mysteries like that I'm like maybe that's why I struggle with <laughs> picking this up like I I was a horror fan growing up you know and like you don't really see tons of like horror and romance but I'm a lot like you Aaron like um if I sit down and read one like if, if I'm in the mood for romantic suspense and I sit down with the book typically I walk away from it and I really enjoy the reading experience but if I pick one up on a whim and I'm not really in that headspace it, it's more of a it's not you it's me like I shouldn't have picked this book up because I just wasn't I'm not a true crime person it's um Same. I, I feel like it's weird because you know Aaron and I you and I have talked about this like I can do paranormal I can do horror true crime I can't really do because it's kind of scary to me because it's like real life <laughs> And I'm not the biggest like action movie person. So um, I have a weird relationship with it, but I, I want to gravitate more to the genre. Um, I just, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it is the high stakes and less the crime aspect. Okay. I love the adrenaline of it. I love that two people are now, their survival is dependent on this thing that's after them or forcing them to be on the run or, you know, that, that's pushing them together. Um, I'm reading a lot of post-apocalyptic romance right now, dystopian romance, and I think it's the same sort of thing where they're forced together, they're put in this really high-stress situation and it's forcing these two people together. I get, in a way, it's forced proximity on steroids. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that that's my theory, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, like with when you know when I finished reading the book that I read for this for our chat, you know, we last month we focused on uh, kiss. Like, so we picked a specific line and we read from the kiss line. And I was telling Aaron, I was like, oh man, like kiss is like fun and flirty and like we're in the weeds and seeds of romantic suspense <laughs> here. And, and you, you're right. Like it is the um, forced proximity. It, it is the danger that like, you know, from, in, I guess in my case, really, it is like um, the trauma that both of these characters have experienced and are, are experiencing that, that like brings them together. But I think I miss the fun and flirty. And I feel like there, for some reason, I feel like there's something 
that I don't get to get with the characters. Like there's some type of connection that I don't get with romantic suspense because so much of the focus is on we have to survive what's going on. Like somebody's messing with us and we don't know who it is. And I just feel like there's a little piece like that that leads to that connection that I typically get in regular contemporary romance that I don't get with romantic suspense. Like we don't get to see them like you know, I want to fin when I finish a book, I want to feel like okay, these two people are going to stay together. And I feel like in just regular contemporary romance or whatever historic whatever it is like you get that because you're seeing them just like spend time together and be cute whereas when there's like a danger element you're the focus is so much on the survival or solving the mystery that i'm not getting that that like cutesy part (laughs) (laughs) i feel like it sounds awful like i don't i listen guys i have such a respect for the genre and i want to love it but there is that's like I think that's the piece that's missing for me. So I don't know. Somebody else take it. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally feel you there. Um, but it, it's interesting though because I will. I found that I prefer intrigue to romantic suspense uh, as far as far as the Harlequin lines. Okay, elaborate, because, elaborate. <laughs> because in intrigue, it's ninety percent about the mystery. Yes. Um, there, there are usually really high stakes. Um, I have to shout out Julianne Lindsay here. Um, she writes just white knuckle suspense, like all through those books. And you are just like hyperventilating by the end because you feel like you haven't been able to breathe the whole book. Right. Uh, and so it's like, oh my gosh, it's over. And, and these two, uh, can, you know, actually get time to enjoy each other now. And that's, and that's fine. And that's great. You know, love it. But with romantic suspense, it's trying trying to give you some of that that cutesy stuff, I, I guess, Brie, that you're okay. talking about there. But for some reason, when I'm reading that, I'm feeling like it takes away from the stakes of the mystery. Okay. And and it just like it's trying to be two things at once, and and just, it doesn't work for me as a reader. It just doesn't seem to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've noticed that if you have, for me, again, I'm not. I'm not throwing rocks at the genre or anything that <laughs> if, if, um, if there's uh, you know, sexy in the mystery book, it takes a real tricky uh, and talented balance by the author to get the pacing and the timing right for each moment when it comes to mystery and for sexy time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I've heard some romance readers say that like they don't read romantic suspense because if they wanted to read a mystery or whatever they just read a thriller and i kind of feel like okay well then you should just read an intrigue you know what i'm saying like okay <laughs> yeah. if you if you're not a category reader or whatever and you have no idea what we're talking about if you want to give if you're willing to give it a try then intrigue is definitely a line that you should be picking up because it is more i i, I think I hear what Aaron's saying and what I would agree with is it does take a skilled author to, to straddle the line between the romance and the suspense. Mm-hmm. I think, cause I've been one of those readers that have said that. And I think that's probably, that's not why I stopped. I just sort of gravitated towards something else because mm-hmm. I'm a mood reader and just never went back. But what I have noticed with, even when it doesn't fall under the, title of you know the subgenre of romantic suspense when i see authors trying to add that element in it it's done really badly 
a lot of the times. So I, I, I've been one of those people where if I, if I want spy, I'll just go to like a Barry Eisler who used to work for the CIA, but's now, but is now an author yeah. and get, <laughs> and go to the, the, the good stuff as opposed to this ro- this person who is a great romance author, but knows nothing about you know, writing suspense or mystery and is trying it and is doing it badly. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've read books where the author has tried to inject elements of suspense and mystery. And, you know, one of the last ones I read, they, you know, the woman had to go on the run and she texted her friend to say, can you tell, can you send me the address of the secret cabin that you have? (laughs) The woods that I've been like, well, my 16-year-old nephew knows that the first thing you do is you ditch your cell phone and you get a burner. You don't use your <laughs> own phone, right? <laughs> and so you, you you start, and the more, the thing that happens with the more thrillers and the more mystery that you, that you read is the more you understand about that world and what you do and what you don't do when you go on the run. And when you see things like that, then you go, but that's not the way that would happen, even though I've never held a gun to somebody's head. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned <laughs> that you always stand, you give, uh, you know, a bubble because, you know, the other person can remove that gun from your head. Like you pick up these really odd pieces of information <laughs> that you know about that, you know, and then you see things like somebody texting their best friend telling me give me send me the location of the secret cabin going no <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah so it is it is a difficult line to walk um not a lot of romance authors can do it really well the ones that do do it well though are great at it um mm-hmm. but yeah do you I mean do y'all think too like with it being category and with there being like you know word count and page length I'm assuming for our writers that makes it a I mean it's it's obviously it is a skill that you have to have to make it work but I'm assuming that that makes it a little bit more difficult as well oh it has to absolutely yeah I think it's the the one that I read it, it was an old intrigue. Well, I say old, but it's from 2010. There was sex on the page and it's an intrigue. And I'm like, hold up. I don't think yeah, intrigue I, does this anymore. <laughs> so I you've was got a like, diamond in the rough. <laughs> right. I was chatting. Like I was, I was talking with um, intrigue writer Denise and Wheatley. Shout out to her. And I told her about it. And she was like, what? <laughs> they had sex <laughs> on the page. And I was like, wow. Yes. <laughs> like, I you know, it was like know. one scene and it was, it was, pretty great i mean it wasn't glossed over it wasn't fade to black like it was an actual sex scene and i'm like in an intrigue okay this is interesting see i wish i had known that when i read an intrigue a couple of months ago i thought i was getting romantic suspense i didn't know that there was a difference Mm -hmm. and there was one kiss at the end and i went what (laughs) (laughs) did i miss a chapter somewhere And this is what I mean. Intrigue is essentially a sweet romance, right? I mean, I guess if I guess if it is there, it's usually fade to black. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's not there often because I mean, it's very suspenseful. So there's just like really no time. Hmm. Yeah. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to be there, Christina. (laughs) But see, okay. So one thing that we, Christina, do you read paranormal at all? 
I do. I okay. do. See, I can do like, um, okay, I think before I even read Nocturne, my first introduction to this would be Christine Feehan, where it was like romantic suspense, some paranormal, and like that combination works really well for me. Um, so I'm like, why is it, why can I do that easier than just picking up a romantic suspense? I, I think the suspense adds an element of adrenaline that you may or may not get with paranormal. Uh, that's my observation that there isn't with, with suspense, there's an adre- there's you're working. There normally is a time factor involved in suspense. There is the crime has to be solved before or by the time, right? The killer has to be found in this period of time because of, you know, X. And so you're always sort of trying to beat the clock in romantic suspense, I find. I, um, I can't think of any romantic suspense that I've ever read where they weren't trying, where they weren't against the clock, which only adds to the adrenaline. Yeah. But paranormal doesn't need that. No, right? yeah. 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 And, I, and I think there's an action element in most paranormals as well that is a different kind of uh, excitement in for the reader. Yeah. 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 I guess. And then you can add in the element of, um, you know, this author's probably created their own lore that you're invested in, depending on what the, the you know, the creature, the characters are. And you're kind of just focused and kind of in for it. For all of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. so weird. Going. I'm like, I've been really trying to like psychoanalyze myself, you guys. Like, why am I so like I said, I okay, so like a couple months ago, I kind of became obsessed with this show called Disappeared. Like, there's some true crime that I, I can get into. And when I do, I become a little obsessed, but then I get scared. And it was all about people who just essentially like walk off the face of the earth, like go to the beach and you never seen them again or you know there's camera footage yeah. of them walking downtown and you never see them again right and i can become really invested in that but then like 10 episodes in i'm like i go places by myself all the time why am i watching this you know <laughs> i'm like nope not for me i can't do it you know so i have to take like a year-long break before i watch another episode <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's, yeah, it's you know, like, um, you know, I used to talk with, joke with Sarah all the time. Like her ideal Sunday is knitting and watching CSI. And I'm like, how do you sleep at night? And she's like, very well, because I know all the bad guys are caught. And I'm like, that makes sense to a romantic suspense lover. But to me, I'm like, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm too anxious. I'm too scared. <laughs> Well, I'm a worst case scenario person. Like, I want to know what, you know, what you would do if the worst case scenario had to happen or, mm. or happened. So yeah. I think it gives you a false sense of, like I said, people who read thrillers and, and you know, especially those, the spy ones, you pick up all these odd bits of information that, you know, you know, you feel prepared. It's a false sense of being prepared because yeah. if somebody actually pulled a gun in a bank, you, you too would be <laughs> hiding behind the desk. But you think you know what you, having a conversation with friends, you think you would know what to do based on what you picked up. So yeah, yeah, it does. I don't, I guess there's that enjoyment too, right? <laughs> I did read, um, 
before not for this episode but i did try out um a love a love inspired suspense on audio because apparently they have a lot of those on audiobook on the library app so i was like let me try one out and i was like it's interesting when you also add in the faith element um <laughs> it made it i mean it, it, they did not shy away from the the suspense so i got to give them that you know and they are just really just essentially like characters of faith so it's like you know talks of prayer and stuff like that it, it wasn't over the top i was i was imagining them being like okay in a really dangerous situation and being like we have to pray and get out of this and i'd be like no you need to do something <laughs> you know it wasn't that but um there was something cozy about it i think because it was um like the hero was like a canine handler. And I was like, I don't know why this is cozy, but there's something cozy about it. So that it took a little bit of the sting off. But when I finished that book, I, I asked myself, you love cozy mysteries. Why are you struggling <laughs> with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that as well. And, you know, to, uh, to bring up Julianne Lindsay again, she has several uh, cozy mystery series that she's written that are they're all at least three books so a trilogy at least and i think for me with those ones you actually get those sweet moments but you have to get them across you know the whole collection of books but mm -hmm. it's enough time with you know our our characters to actually feel that connection and that romantic um element between them as well as having this mystery and you know amateur sleuthing and everything uh, yeah. along with that okay so christina as a, a as someone who's read it you know for a long time when you pick one up you're in it for what are you in it for the romance or are you in it for the suspense i'm in it for both you're in it for both. both. Okay. Yeah. So when uh, you get I when am. you finish that intrigue and you're like I got a kiss at the end, did you feel fulfilled in the romance I felt, department? I felt cheated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, fe I felt duped a little bit. <laughs> Cuz I went in for both and I felt like I only got one. <laughs> See, that, that's that's right? yeah, that's what I really uh, have had a lot of thoughts about and I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I I really I mean if you are a romantic suspense lover and you're listening to this reach out to us and tell us like you know kind of what you're in it for what you enjoy about it but I've had a lot of thoughts about that like I it's almost like you I don't want to think that you have to choose because I know that there are authors that can do both and do them well, right? Like romantic suspense is a genre that's been around for a long time. You think of like old Phyllis Whitney's. Those were romantic suspense novels, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's it's been around for a long time. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like you, Christina, the one that I read, I definitely felt cheated. However, if I if I was in it for the suspense, it was a wonderful novel. It was great. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I I need that romantic element. I need romance and everything. And so if I don't get it, then I feel I, it's not worth my time. Like I said, I, the Walking Dead example, I mean, uh, that was a joke. But I, I, I really did stop watching once they killed Beth off. Because for me, if there isn't that connection, then I, I don't, I have a hard time sitting through it. So yeah. I need... 
I need more. I need that romantic element. And, and the romance to me, it isn't just about, you know, two people kissing, but it's that connection. And that's why I like romantic su- suspense and the post-apocalyptic suspense and the dystopian suspense. I like that high stakes that forces the two people together. And so you don't need enemies to lovers in romantic suspense, right? Because mm-hmm. The thing that they're fighting or running from or trying to escape is the enemy, right? And these two Ooh, are good. forced yeah. to, to work together and come together. And, you know, through that, it, that the, con- the connection is, um, I think it's heightened under yeah. those circumstances. But see, and, and, and I hear that and I'm like, okay, I totally agree with that. And then I think like... Um, you know, if you're if we're in some traumatic situation, you're like, you know, if you're in The Walking Dead, right? You're like, oh, Daryl's kind of hot, you know. When <laughs> real in normal times, you wouldn't give Daryl a second thought, even though we all love Daryl. Shout out to Daryl. He's like, the, I think or, everybody's. Or maybe you would. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's like I I need that something that makes me feel like when they get out of this dangerous situation, they would stay together. It's not just we were in the thick of this situation and we were the only two that had each other's back and that kind of like made this connection. But like, okay, now life's gone back to normal. I want to feel like they're going to stay together. So I need like that something else, you guys. Yeah, more than just Uh, the trauma bond, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Christina, what did you read? Let's talk about what we actually read here. I read, I actually read three because I read one thinking, um, okay, I'm going to read, I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to read one for this month. And then I read three back to back. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I really do like them. Um, What was the first one I read? It was His to Protect by Sharon C. Cooper. Oh, okay. And I think that came out last year. I think it was last year too. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to get that one from the library and somebody had it. (laughs) And this one, what was this one? She witnessed a bank robbery. And so um, she has to get a bodyguard and, you know, bodyguard. I mean, come on. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She, of course, can't stay in her house. She has to move in with him to for him to protect her. And I mean, what could be better, right? (laughs) So I I liked it. I mean, was it, it, can it compare, can the suspense hold up on its own um, to a straight thriller or mystery? I don't think it can, but I think that's more that it's a category and it has to be a certain number of pages. But it Mm -hmm. was great. And I mean, and it was so good that I went on to read another one right afterwards. Okay, what'd you read next? Um, then I read Ranch, uh, Rancher's High Stake Rescue by Beth Cornelson. And is that a romantic in, suspense? It is. It came out in 2016. Okay, it's an older one. I was like, oh, that sounds like a love-inspired suspense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, this is 2016. And so there is um, a woman. She's in advertising. She goes to this ranch, which has decided to convert itself or um, go into business at an additional line of business that would be uh, a quote-unquote adventure ranch where people could do things like zip lining and um, what did they do what is it canoeing down the rapids and that whitewater rafting whitewater and that rafting, sort of yeah. thing yeah so it starts off with the first group activity is zip lining and the zip line breaks he goes down first 
he's fine, but the line is a little wobbly. She goes down after and it snaps just before she gets to the other side. So he has to climb, climb down a cliff, get her, and then they are, they can't get back to the other side. And now they're separated from the group. And the truck that was supposed to be left there for them to find their way back, you know, somebody forgot to bring, to leave the truck. And so now they're stuck in the wilderness having to, you know, go through this, you know, basically an adventure, you know, um, uh, adventure race where now they've got to go down They've got to get a canoe and they've got to travel. Then he gets mauled by a bear and And she has to fight off the bear. And then uh, a freak storm hits and they're caught in the rain and they're trudging through the woods. And so, you know, they spend a week out there. See, that sounds really good because it sounds really fast paced. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. your typical murder mystery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was one. And then the last one was Beauty and the Bodyguard by Lisa Childs. Mm, okay. And this came out also in 2016. And uh, this is about a woman. It's her wedding day. She's about to get married. And her father is a general in the military. And the chapel is stormed by a group of armed gunmen. Um, so, and from there, the, the entire book is set in the chapel where her ex-boyfriend shows up from the dead. They all thought he was dead, but he's actually alive and he shows up. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And he's still in love with her. (laughs) (laughs) He's sneaking around trying to take out these bad guys one by one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The more bonkers, the better. (laughs) I tell you. Yeah, it can never get too bonkers in romantic suspense, which is probably (laughs) why I like it as well. Like, like if anything's going to go wrong, it's going to happen in romantic (laughs) suspense, right? The car's never going to be where somebody left it. The, <laughs> you're never going to end up with the supplies you thought you packed at the beginning. <laughs> There's yeah, going to be yeah. somebody. Somebody's coming back from the dead. I mean, that's guaranteed. <laughs> in and the church. <laughs> it's going to show up in the church. Right. <laughs> okay. And, <sighs> and the more protection, the more bodily protection you have, you know, the better. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I love that you read three. Thank you. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I love this. Yeah. Aaron, what did you read? Okay. So the first one I read was Catching the Carling Lake Killer by KD Richards. And KD. that was the intrigue. And that comes out next month, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You can get it on the Harlequin website next month. I was lucky enough that KD sent me a, uh, sent me a copy and, um, Oh, I actually got I actually got two copies of this in the mail, but uh, so someone else sent me one too. So thank you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a hotshot journalist is returning to her hometown to take on um, a, a role as the rep- small town reporter. But she also witnessed a murder by a serial killer that stalked the town when she was thirteen, I believe, and her. Mother didn't believe her uh, when she told her what she saw. So 
She had spent her life thinking, you know, oh, was, was I crazy or not? Uh, but now the serial killer has struck again 20 years later and has left his calling card. And our, um, our local town sheriff has to track things down. But the, the thing I liked about this one is they were in um, our heroine and hero were in a friends with benefits relationship before the book starts. And, you know, being the investigative reporter and the town sheriff and like, oh, it's the sheriff's romance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I loved him in book one. Okay. Thank God. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's really good because they're they're trying to solve this crime. He's trying to keep her safe. She's trying to keep her secret because she's worried that people would be upset her, about her for being quiet. And they're like both, you know, I like looking each other up and down, like you know, giving each other the sexy eyes the whole time, you know, trying to be sly about it the whole way through. So. so definitely, definitely a great read there. And I I haven't finished it yet. Um, I'm more than halfway through it, but. Uh, the Texas Sheriff's Deadly Mission by Karen Whitten. This one is a romantic suspense, and it has to do with our hero, his best friend who is in hospice care with a terminal illness. His sister went missing, and so he's trying to find uh, his friend's little sister. Um, and the uh, the small town sheriff is our heroine, actually, and she's trying to uh, deal with um, some some killings that have happened recently. So we've got a serial killer on the loose and we've got a missing person. And I haven't quite figured out where they're connected yet, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's got some, some elements that I like about it. Uh, I'm not reading it as fast as the intrigue, but I do love this cover because, you know, a romantic suspense, it's usually the guy holding the woman in some kind of protective way or holding her back, something like that. Uh, this one has our heroine sheriff standing in front of the hero and she has his hand on, on his chest. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a romantic touch, but it's also kind of a, sir, step back and let the professionals handle this. Please. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I read, okay, it's called stranger in a small town. It's by Carrie Connor very much from the title. There you go. Stranger in a small town. (laughs) Uh, It's from uh, May of 2010. It's uh, intrigue like 1,207. But it was really, like I said, if you're in it for the suspense, I think structurally and everything, this novel is fantastic. If you're really wanting something, if you're in it for the romance, I you'll have to hit me up later when you finish it and let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but our heroine is Maggie and she is in this small town. I guess it's one of them situations, you know, as kids, you see a house and you fall in love with it and you're like, that's my house kind of thing. Well, she has actually bought like a house that she fell in love with I guess during her younger years and she wants to renovate it and sell it I guess that's the plan and the townspeople are total jerks to her they do not want anybody living in that house they don't they don't want her to renovate it they don't want her to sell it it's one of those don't touch it we don't want to talk about it and as long as you're here we're going to treat you like crap because we don't want anything to do with that house and she doesn't understand why. And so the meet cute is actually like, so it starts off. She's like in the house. It's like two o'clock in the morning and she hears noises. And you kind of, so this is 
the first book in this miniseries Intrigue did called The Shivers. So it's kind of like a little creepy-ish at the same time. Um, and um, so she hears these noises. And as a reader, you're like, is the, house, is the house haunted? But she knows, like, I guess people have already kind of vandalized it before. So she's like, it's probably somebody here to vandalize it. Like, they're really trying to get her out of this house. So the meet cute is like her and the hero. The hero shows up at like two o'clock in the morning asking for a job. And she doesn't, it doesn't really hit her like till later on that, not that she hasn't like posted, you know, that she needs help renovating, but there was something specific that like, she's like, I didn't put that in there kind of thing. So you're, you as a reader are like, okay, what's his connection to this place? Well, yeah, he, you know, come to find out like, you learn pretty quickly that he grew up there and there was a murder in the house. It was his parents. He blames himself, even though he was a kid at the time. Uh, but he doesn't let her in on this. So it's he, in a way, is like helping her renovate it. But at the same time, he's kind of on the townspeople side of like nobody needs to live live here. So like also trying to persuade her to not sell it at the same time so it's a lot going on and then at the end like there's a romance and they end up together but <laughs> you know people are like there's somebody tries to set fire to it there's just it, I, I think that like she really captured like the whole small everybody knows everybody in a small town and like something bad happened people still remember it um and they don't want there there are people that don't want the secrets to come out and the truth to come out about what actually happened to these kids' parents. Cause there were like four boys and, you know, they all ended up being shipped off somewhere else and they lost their parents. And yeah, like, so it, I don't know, it was really good. But when I finished it, I was like, man, there's like nothing. I don't know if I would believe these two would be together like a year <laughs> from then, you know, a year from now after this. <laughs> but I mean, if you're in it for the suspense, I was like, man, it was fantastic. So I don't know. Really good read. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think this was a successful books club. Um, I think despite so too. us not being super into everything we read, at least some of us, uh, yeah. we had a really great discussion. <laughs> I feel like that we covered a lot of good topics. You know, I think that my thing is because, like, my first, well, besides, like, you know, KD, KD Richards was my first intrigue author. Uh, with Pursuit of the Truth. That's the reason why the podcast is the podcast because of that freaking book. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but I, I, I do think if there's a way for, and I wish Intrigue would like, you know, look into maybe doing this again. But if there is something kind of not necessarily paranormal-ish, but something creepy-ish about it as well, I can usually get into it. So like one of my favorite Intrigue series is by Jan Jana DeLeon. It's the Mystere Parish series. The first book is called The Reckoning. Um, the Vanishing is book two. And then The Awakening is book three. And they're set in the bayou of New Orleans. So I mean, you already, I mean, well, like Louisiana. So that already comes with like its own like local lore and kind of creepiness. Mm -hmm. You think of the swamps. And she really like dives into that. And like you're getting scenes from the bad guy as well. Like you see them like, creep like camping out looking at the the main characters whose chapter you just read uh and the, yeah it's like i really really loved that so i think it's a personal preference but like if we could also get a you know a balance of like a little bit of creepiness also i think it would really work for me i don't know yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah, you see I, that there was there are some early nora roberts where she did that she added a lot of that creepiness into her romantic suspense um 
So yeah, it's de- there's definitely a market out there for it a lot. Those are some of her most popular books. Yeah. 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 See, I'm yeah. going to have to go back. Well, and if special edition <laughs> can have ghosts, I don't see why intrigue can't, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it was very ghost light, but still... <laughs> Anethea's <laughs> books, you know, like, yeah, let's, let's just do it. You know, take more chances, take more chances. <laughs> well, this has been a great discussion, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us in our books club this month. It was really great to have you. It was, it was great. It was fun to talk about these books. 